Today's episode is brought to you by High Heels and Politics with Marianne Christie. Join Marianne as she interviews political leaders of Southwest Ohio and beyond. Download the show wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Pam, I have a question for you. What do you got, Ryan? So are you ready to hear about what we're not being told inside the Loveland School Levies Ask? (laughs) Ryan, are you looking for the truth? Because I'm not sure you can handle the truth. This is the Voice of Loveland, the podcast for IonLoveland.com. I am your host, Colonel Ryan Kulik, or Colonel Jessup, or Colonel Artie Kulik, whatever you want to call it, because you're right, I cannot handle the truth, Pam. (laughs) And with me is, well, I wouldn't call her the greatest Tom Cruise cross-examiner, because we just had a discussion how she doesn't want to say that. So I didn't say that, and that's the other host, Pam. How are you today, Pam? Yeah, Tom Cruise is not one of my favorite people. (laughs) All right, we're back talking about the school levy. We took a week off where we didn't fully talk about it, and we got all these emails. Hey, you guys got to talk about the school levy some more. So we are going to talk about it. And more specifically, I want to talk about, Pam, some of the things that the questions people have had that have asked us, questions we have had that we don't feel like we're getting very, very clear answers. Now, these are not questions just about the school levy, but they are questions about the impact or the future impact, what could or could not happen. So this does directly relate to the Loveland City Council. And I say that because they don't want you to ask them questions. There was somebody at the last council meeting that did, and the vice mayor said, well, they're a separate entity. They don't have to deal with us. Well, that's not totally true. In addition to that, you've even heard some of these candidates have come around knocking on the door and somebody will ask them a question about the tax levy. And the answer is, well, I'm just a city council person. I, I That has nothing to do with what we do. That is not true. Uh, no, that's not true. And we're going to start off. Before we get into the topics we want to cover and what we're not totally clear on, I do want to give the school district a lot of credit. You sent out, this is a couple of weeks ago, you sent out a, a request. You had some information, a couple of questions. We discussed this on the podcast that you sent to them, and they got back to us. I find it great, Pam, that a public entity when we ask them questions, get back to us in a timely fashion with the records and the answers we require. So I think whatever the school district's doing, it'd be nice for them to go over to the city council and give them a lesson on getting back to their constituents, the ones you might like, the ones you might not like. Either way, just getting back to them. Anyways, that's that's me throwing a little shade here. No, well, <laughs> I'm glad you said it because I actually sent this email on a Sunday, September 1st, and I actually got a response back from them on September 4th. So yes, we are, number one, very appreciative of that. And yes, I agree. <laughs> City Council maybe obviously had public records training that obviously they were either asleep or ignored. Well, let's talk about couple of big topics here that we don't we haven't really gotten a clear answer on and I know a lot of people in the public are saying one thing or the other. And this is me just kind of being your friendly neighborhood political guy. Yes or no, the worst thing you can do for your position is to lie. Is to go out there and tell people things that are not true. That is why we want to discuss this today because these are things we honestly do not know or there are things that we feel like are being by some entities being purposely ignored, and that's a bad thing. So the first one is infrastructure. We talk a lot about infrastructure on this podcast. We talk a lot about our roads, all these other things. I want to start this off that the city council at their last meeting had passed the downtown master plan, which we have discussed at length here, and I don't think it was the right thing for us to do to pass that plan. And one of the reasons I do not think it was good to pass the downtown plan is I don't think the master plan 
took into account that the schools were about to move basically K through four. So those are all students that have to take buses. We're basically going to move them all over to the other side of downtown. Now, you do have the early childhood center that does have kindergarten and a few first graders. I know I know they have first grade classes, but you are talking about the majority of your first grade, your entire second grade, your entire third grade, and entire fourth grade are moving from Hamilton County to the other side of the river over to Grailville. That is going to have an infrastructure impact. Now, when they were discussing that at the city council chambers and saying, well, the schools have nothing to do with us and they're their own and we don't have to make any decisions, they referenced a traffic study. They referenced uh, Councilman Tim Butler talked about a traffic study the schools did that said, oh, there's going to be no impact on traffic. It's going to be the same. And then city manager Dave Kennedy. In what I find, I mean, this is why people find government comical and at the same time so frustrating. The city manager says, oh, yeah, the schools have a traffic study. I haven't read it yet. Okay, Pam, I'm going to ask you a question here again. They all say that we should pass this downtown plan because there's going to be no difference in traffic because of the schools. And they reference a traffic study. Don't you think they should have had that on hand for the, uh, you know, in the spirit of transparency and engagement, had that on hand so the people could see it? I would think so. Kind of along those same lines, because I, too, watched that, you know, watched the exchange there. And I, I, <laughs> I kept looking at it and thinking, is somebody going to ask, where is this study? No one did. Well, we did. <laughs> so Ion Loveland sent a public records request to the schools, and it was sent on, uh, the council meeting was on September 10th, so it was probably sent on September 11th. It basically said exactly what you just said. Went to the schools, and it just says, hey, it's a formal public records request for a copy of this traffic study. A couple of birdies have told me there is no traffic study. And this traffic study that the city manager has not read and that Councilman Tim Butler said is so vital to know that it's going to have nothing to do with the downtown plan or flow of traffic was supposedly the school superintendent and a couple of other people sitting on a rooftop in downtown Loveland and counting cars. Hmm. That's not a traffic no, study. <laughs> no, And I've heard that from a couple yeah. of people. Well, we'll wait and see. So. Yes, we will. We will the, wait and this see. This is what I'm going to say. Okay, the school superintendent has a PhD. I don't believe it's in civil engineering. I don't. Pam, I don't have a, a degree in civil engineering either. Are you going to trust me to do a traffic study? Are you going to say, Ryan, go down there and count cars and tell me exactly what traffic flow is? No. Councilman Butler, city manager, that's not a traffic study, okay? You either don't know, which, I mean, heck, you guys even said you haven't read it, or you're not you're trying to hide the truth somewhere. And those are not good things to do. Because the fact remains, if I use my non-civil engineer eyeballs, and I think to myself, well, my kid gets on a bus every weekday morning, and that bus is full. That bus never crosses the river because his school is on the Hamilton County side, and I live in Hamilton County. That bus will now cross the river twice along with all the other buses I see going through my neighborhood. Because I don't want to get too far into this, but I don't know if you guys know, if people know this, we have to provide busing for private school kids. So those kids get picked up, 
and go to their private school. So there's that too. And I believe there's St. Columban right over there. There is. Just touch on the traffic study though. The city actually did a traffic study in 2016. So Mr. Kennedy and all council members, including Mr. Butler, who wasn't on council at that particular time, but he certainly, I would have thought, would uh, know what goes into a traffic study. They're very extensive and they are done by people who, as you said, have backgrounds in regards to civil engineering. What was fascinating about that entire exchange, particularly from Mr. Butler, had to do with the fact that, did you even ask for the study? (laughs) I mean, why would you reference a study and and not say, hey, can I have a copy of it? All right, I digress. Um, (laughs) Well, no, hold on. It really just doesn't surprise me. But guys, this is why you cannot have six people that blindly vote for whatever it is. There should have been a discussion based on this. There should be somebody on that city council who sits back and says, wait a second. Why haven't we read this traffic study? Or wait a second. Look, just sit back and think. I mean, some of those people on the city council have some pretty impressive education, educational credentials or have some nice work experience. Sit back for a moment and ask yourself, will this truly affect the traffic downtown? Instead of just blindly doing whatever you do. But go ahead. Well, the thing is, what was interesting, too, was when they were talking about the traffic. And they said, and you can go look at the vi- the council video. And forgive me, I don't remember if it was Mr. Butler or Mr. Kennedy. I'm, I'm inclined to think it's Mr. K- Kennedy. Who basically said that there really isn't any real impact on the traffic flow into downtown. Because most of the students are coming from the other part of the city. When I heard that, I kept thinking, like you just talked about your son, the fact that, you know, he doesn't cross that bridge. And I started thinking about that very common. And I was like, okay, that doesn't seem right to me. Because I think most of the students live on the Hamilton County part of of the city. The population is a lot more concentrated over in Hamilton County. The houses are a lot closer together. And as far as I know, I think almost every single apartment complex is over in the Hamilton County side. Yeah, because and I understood on the one hand, uh, the learning is at least on the other side of the river. Sorry. And I understood on the one hand, you know, the learning center is up there in Claremont. And yeah, it would come down the hill. It comes down the hill now. Mm-hmm. So that I kind of understood because now it's just you know going to turn right instead of turn left. But the Hamilton County thing was puzzling to me because most of the students, I think, live in Hamilton County. So that statement didn't really fly with me. And again, that kind of bothers me because it's things that were not really being told. Again, I don't know if they don't know or if it's just something else. Well, whatever option. Either it is, way, it's troubling. Yes, that's right. Doesn't doesn't change the fact that we're not getting the answers. But again, let me use my own eyeballs because obviously Councilman Butler and the rest of the you know the six members of Mayor Bailey's majority feel like it's okay to take the word of somebody's eyeballs on whether or not traffic is. My son asked me, where are they building these new facilities? I certainly hope no adult beverages were being consumed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my son asked me. One day, where are they building these new schools? He's never going to go there, but he's just curious. I go, well, I'll take you out there. So I drive. I go over the river. I pass over 48. West Loveland becomes East Loveland. I go drive out there over to Grailville, and I notice something. How are two buses going to pass each other on that road? Because as you get down East Loveland, the road gets a little narrow. There's houses, don't have big front yards, are sitting right on the road there. There's trees that are hugging the road there. And it's kind of windy, too. So how are you going to get these, uh, yeah, I mean, the buses are going to have to move and turn. They're not like cars, okay? They're a lot bigger. So how are two buses going to pass each other? 
here. And I thought to myself, gosh, at the very least, this road may need to be expanded. It, at the, well, no, let me even go back. At the very least, the trees are going to have to be cut back. That, at the very least, is going to happen. And who's going to do that? It's not in the levee. And then the road might need to be expanded, might need to be reinforced. You're putting a lot more traffic, a lot more pressure on it. And those houses that sit right on there, are they going to have to go? Now, Vice Mayor Weisgerber, he lives up over off East Loveland. Council candidate Andy Bateman also lives up over there. Have either of them even thought about this? Andy Bateman wants to be on the city council, and he's just going along with Mayor Bailey and Kent Blair to try to I don't know, trade on their name or whatever. He doesn't seem to say anything. You even go to his website, he doesn't talk about it. Ask him, does he understand that? Does he understand that there are going to be buses passing his house every day that might not be able to fit on that road? I guess what my point is, Pam, this isn't about building a new road. We've talked about that. This isn't about building new entry points or exit points or who's going to do that. This is about the main road there might not be sufficient for what needs to happen, which means it will have to change. And who's going to pay for that? Well, according to Vice Mayor Weisgerber, that's not our concern because they're separate entities. They have nothing to do with one another. Well, it's going to be his concern when those buses are constantly stopped right in front of his house, spewing the gas, smoke, whatever it is, as they try to pass each other. (laughs) I mean, just I invite everyone out there. If the city council believes it's sufficient to use a couple of people's eyeballs to determine what traffic looks like, use your own eyeballs and look at that road. And I know somebody may say, well, maybe they won't use East Loveland. They'll use this road here or this road here. Well, go talk to the people at White Pillars. Do they know this is going to happen? Go. I mean, the idea, the point I'm trying to make is this isn't the infrastructure thing, isn't just a traffic flow issue. It's a feasibility issue. What can really happen? And in the end, who pays for it? Exactly. Because something, even cutting down trees, that's going to cost money. We had said earlier that we had sent some questions to the um, school district. One of the questions had to do with, and I'll actually just read the question. We sent this to the school board. I apologize. I'm getting a cold. Mm -hmm. So my throat is very sore. The question. It it gives you a better radio voice, though. Oh. (laughs) The question was, has the school administration had discussions with the city of Loveland officials regarding the future infrastructure needs related to the school's move to the former Grailville property? So that was a very specific question in terms of, are you guys talking to one another? The answer to that question from the school district said, yes, Mr. John Ames, Loveland City Schools business manager, Mr. Dave Kennedy, who is our city manager, and the city engineer have had discussions about the potential infrastructure needs for the property, including water. Unfortunately, (laughs) I have no idea what those discussions were. I don't see the word traffic in there. Uh -uh. I don't see the word road in there. No. Anyway, but what was interesting, too, is with this, there's been nothing that has been disclosed from the city or the schools in regards to this discussion and what was Number one, what was even discussed, but what were the needs? So this leads me to another thing we're not clear on. Where is this new facility going to be located? This is a very, very important question that most of you guys are probably like, well, it's going to be in Loveland. There is a problem with that. Part of Grailville, part of this property is in Loveland. A big part of it is in Miami Township. Exactly. So Pam explained to me and the listeners here, why it's important that this facility, all, the entirety of it, 
it has to be in the city of Loveland. Well, we've talked on previous podcasts about economic engines and economic impacts, and we've talked about it in regards to the downtown and in regards to the Commerce Center, because obviously the downtown is much more retail, it's all retail service business, which doesn't really generate much tax dollars. Yeah, they're mostly part-time, not long-term right. jobs. So it's not really, there. there's not a lot of earnings tax there. And most of those businesses, from a pure in- income tax point of view, don't really pay enough into the coffers for even income tax. We've talked about the fact that in the Commerce Park, completely different situation because not only do you have companies that are making lots and lots of money, but you also have employees who are working there who make higher salaries, which in turn means they pay more in earnings tax. That's what makes the economic impact very important. When you look at the Loveland City Schools, the Loveland City Schools is actually our largest employer. And so they obviously are the largest contributor to our earnings tax. If they are not located in the city of Loveland, those are tax dollars we lose. So it is extremely important that the school be located within the boundaries of the city of Loveland. And along that same line, that was another one of the questions that we actually sent to the school. The question was, once the new facilities are completed at the new location, will the new facilities be within the city limits of Loveland? And this is the answer we got back. Part of the Grailville property is currently within the city, Loveland city limits. Since the remaining portion of the Grailville property is contiguous to the city of Loveland, there is a possibility for annexation, but there has not been any determination at this point in time since the Loveland City School District does not currently own the property. We are currently under contract for the option to purchase. Therefore, we cannot make those decisions until we own the property. There is a current ordinance in the city of Loveland that if you utilize the city's water and the property is contiguous, then the property must be annexed. Why isn't that answer just yes? Well, right. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a very, very technical answer. This is what the law says. This is what all this first and foremost Based on my profession, being a lobbyist, I spend a lot of time on behalf of organizations finding the loopholes in laws Mm -hmm. to get what they want. So there is that. And this is the school gave the answer that I think the school has to give. We don't know yet. It's a very, very political answer. We don't know. We this is what the law says. This is what we're going to do. Where you're right. They could have just said, yes, absolutely. The law says that. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to put this back on the city council and the city manager. The answer needs to be yes. Yes, because right now, the answer is maybe not. Right, because that is, And that is very problematic to people who live in the city of Loveland, because you are talking about an entity, and I don't care what vice mayor says in regards to, oh, they're separate, so they have nothing to do with us. They have everything to do with us. But now we're getting into a question of they want to do all of these things that are going to impact us, But golly gee, we may not even have to pay your income tax. Right. And the reason this is brought up, again, I have those birdies, people that are attached and know people in our city administration and they know people in the the school board that supposedly, and look, I'm the Loveland Tadler. I work sometimes in rumor here, but when you hear the rumor a lot, it starts to mean something that there has been discussions whether or not they will not be in the city of Loveland or there have been theories being put out there. Again, the school's going to give that answer, and I expect that answer from them. But you are the city of Loveland. You are going to say, yes, 100%, absolutely. And the reason I bring this up 
is, okay, the school has an option to buy Grailville. Why are we not annexing it now? Are they going to say, well, we have to wait until something gets built? We have to wait this? Why? This is my point about them not telling us everything. This is a big issue. This is an issue that affects everybody in the city of Loveland. And now the school district is in multiple areas. And we've referenced this before. We'll talk more about it in the future. But when it comes to the schools, it seems that Sims, Miami Township, doesn't pay the same fair share of all the expenses. It seems like it always falls to Loveland. And Mayor Bailey says, well, we asked them. They said no. That just shows me you're a pretty terrible negotiator, but that's another issue. Well, it also, when you go back to what the vice mayor's statement was, is that that's a separate entity and we're separate from them and we don't have anything to do with one another. Personally, that is a disingenuous statement because we make decisions all the time in regards to their entity and they make decisions in regards to our entity. We are married in this. So, yes, they oper- we all operate separately, but we very much, one has something to do with the other in terms of decision-making. And you said it in regards to there are many obligations that the city of Loveland taxpayers pay for for the school district, and one of them is their school resource officer. We pay, the city of Loveland taxpayers pay 100% of that shared obligation, Miami Township doesn't pay it, and Sims doesn't pay it. So the idea that you're going to sit there and say that they're all separate, that is just not a truthful statement. Pam, are you saying that Mayor Bailey's doing a giveaway to one of her friends? (laughs) You don't have to answer that. (laughs) We'll just leave that question out there there in the ether. So, again, it's simple. That answer needs to be yes. Your job is to protect the taxpayers of Loveland not the private businesses or entities whose leadership doesn't even live in this town. My opinion means more than those friends of yours. The bottom line is their buses are using our road. That makes it our issue. Yes. Fact remains, you are on the city council, all seven of you. Here's where I'm going to say you can all vote like a hive mind. Need to say, that area, if this school starts building there, and the schools will start building there, everybody said they're going to anyways, That needs to be put into the city of Loveland, and it needs to be done before we have to go through negotiations and loopholes are found, and then all of a sudden the taxpayer wakes up and is like, wait a second, why why did all this income tax leave the city? Exactly. All right, there's a lot of other questions. There's a lot of things that people have come to us, but I want to be conscious of really tackling these issues the best way we can. And I know one of the big things that people keep asking us about is, well, the schools, I mean, what are they going to do with their current buildings? That's a podcast that's coming up because that topic deserves its entire own focus because that is huge. And and when we talk about how huge it is, we talk about the potential money that the schools can make out of this and how's that going to be used for future funding or anything like that. It also has a huge impact on the fact that of a master plan that all of a sudden isn't a master plan now. Now it's a guidance plan. Yeah, that's it does (laughs) have a huge impact on on all of that as well. It does. Back to infrastructure again. Because when we talk about that, it's not just the buildings of the school, but it's everything around it and what's going to happen in the future. So we will get to that. But before we leave, I did, I wanted to say this at the top, just kind of forgot, is the school had a special meeting, Pam. Now, they did have their public engagement meeting at the auditorium that, from what I hear, the superintendent was very clear, look, this is a plan, this is what we have to do. But before that, they called a special meeting to restructure the levy. Well, 
I remember when we got the press release, I said, Pam, I don't think they can change the ballot language. <laughs> I don't know what they can do. And we were right. They can't change the ballot language, but they're, uh, give me, give me like an elevator speech on exactly what the heck are they doing? Well, what they're doing is that they're actually changing the debt service part of the levy. So even though they restructured it and they said that, hey, you know, in in year one, you're only going to pay $20 a month for the 100000 In the second year, you're going to pay, what, $35 a month for a 100000 house. And then in year three, it's going to go back to, to that $49 a month for the 100000 Like I said, all they did was just structure the debt, debt levy part of it, the debt service part of the levy. They didn't change the levy at all. And they didn't change the amount that we're going to be taxed, and that is 16.78 mils. So none of that changed. You know, it's kind of interesting because I heard various people call it all kinds of different things. But at the end of the day, what it really is is kind of smoke and mirrors. Mm -hmm. Because if this is all about the debt service and the interest rates and all of that, I guess my basic question is why didn't we just restructure the levy? I mean, why didn't we just make it lower what we really needed? And then go out, tell people what it is, and sell it. Convince me. Yeah. Tell me why it's the best way to go. Why do we have to do? Why did we have to do this? Yeah, I think this was ill-advised for the school district to do because it does open that up. Well, wait a second. If it's going to cost us less, then why not just make the millage lower? Right. Well, they can't do that because it's on the ballot. The exactly. only way for them to do it is to pull, is it, to pull off. it off. Right. They'd have to pull it off the ballot. It won't be there for the November 5th election. And then they'll have to wait until the primary, which is in 2020, is going to be in March. Or the general election in 2020, again, next November. Yeah, I think this is ill-advised on the schools. And they're telling you, oh, hey, we're just going to let you, instead of you jumping into the water, we're going to let you slowly dip your feet in. It's still the same amount. We did want to update people on what we knew about that or what we felt about that. Again, I'm yeah. I'm used... And, oh. and I do want to be clear, because if you read the press release from it, it does say that voters should know that the phased-in tax collection will not impact the timing of the construction projects or the duration of the bond levy. So it is truly just changing the debt service part of, of the levy. Yeah. Did we get to any real truth here, or can I still just not handle what the truth is? You still can't handle it, but, (laughs) But, you know, we have, as Ryan has said, we have a lot more to discuss Mm -hmm. in regards to this. And just as a teaser, I think one of the things that we really have to tackle in the near future is the fact that right now all the schools are taxed through a property tax. So they're done off the backs of property tax. Not all. Some are taxed a little differently. Well, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) The thing is, maybe we need to start talking about a better way to finance our schools. Yeah, it's uh, without, I, I want to make this clear to everyone. We are not advocating one way or the other. We are strictly here trying to find information and bring it out to you guys because it's an honor, but it's also a responsibility when you have a listenership like this that we give you guys the information that we know we have and we're out there searching for and then give you some analysis based on what's in our brains and our eyeballs and you go out there and you make that decision yourself. But this is the important thing. Just because you support somebody politically or just support because you like somebody and that leads to your support, this is still your money. It's your tax dollars. And in the end, whatever your friend thinks that their friend on council or their friend on the school board is great, it's still your money. Exactly. You know, Ryan, I do want to say too, 
we've gotten a lot of emails and we really are very appreciative and we've answered all of the emails. Some of the questions we, we do know the answers to, some of them we don't. Keep emailing us if you still have some questions because we really are working very diligently in actually trying to go to the source to get proper information. Like we said at the very beginning of the podcast, the school district has been very, very good to work with and very open and responsive to information. City council, not so much. (laughs) Yeah, we've got... uh, And that is problematic because for whatever reason, I don't know why they don't want to engage uh, with the public. That's not a smart move. All right. With all that being said, this is the Voice of Loveland, the podcast for ionloveland.com. This episode was produced by Ion Community. It was written, engineered, mixed, all the good stuff by Pam Gross and Ryan Kulik. And the music is by my father-in-law, Sherrod Sate. All right. I need to I need to rest and think more about this. And you know what I need to do, Pam? I need to train myself up to start handling the truth. Anything you have left for <laughs> the good folks? No, everyone, thank you so much for listening. We are very appreciative of it. And be informed, be involved, and be influential. <laughs>